We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on? Welcome into the DGD podcast as always. What is going on? Welcome to the DGD podcast as always, Robert Reynolds. A lot to talk about, and we're talking Orange Bowl. As previewing the Orange Bowl, one of the most boring lead ups I've ever experienced uh, in, into Bowl Week, uh, period, for me. Um, Obviously, a lot of opt-outs on Florida State side. Not so many announced on Georgia side. Right, so we'll talk a little bit about that, what to expect. Preview the matchup, predictions, over-unders, and more. Uh, first things first, make sure to like, follow, rate, and review uh, if you're listening. But we're going to go ahead and drop our first sponsor of the night, too. Uh, and you know and that's Apotheos. Apotheos Roastery, located in Kennesaw, Georgia. Get you some, uh, go to dgdpodcast.com, go to our sponsors, and go to Apotheos, shop their selection, use code triple C, that is CCC. You'll get free shipping regardless of how much you buy, and 20% of everything that you buy will go towards the Classic City Collective because Apotheos is the official coffee and cold brew partner of the classic city collective so when you buy coffee through our website you are supporting them dogs so keep that in mind when you get apotheos i have it every morning got it tried and true just gonna leave that there to saying hello tired so don't be offended when i dip early oh fair enough people's holidays plans still getting jacked up huh hope everybody had a good holiday by the way too is in, let's see. I know some bowl games are going on right now, so we'll see how that plays out, too. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of bowl, bowl season, uh, very boring bowl season to me so far. It's just me. Um, but nonetheless, let's let's jump into this Georgia-Florida State. All right, obviously, matchup of five and six. And the philosophy behind this matchup couldn't be completely different. Couldn't be any more different, right? You, you're looking at you're looking at a, a 
a Georgia team that really hasn't had any opt-outs, official opt-outs. Um, even uh, even Mims and Bowers that didn't make the trip down to Miami just yet, um, hearing that they probably will be down there later in the week. But I think with them, they're actually getting uh, getting held up on injuries and stuff. So a lot of these opt-outs, right, a lot of these opt-outs um, are not happening for Georgia, right? You've had, you know, you've had Carson Beck playing, right? Javon Bullard, Kamari Lasser, all these guys are playing. Meanwhile, right? Meanwhile, the Florida State side, you had obviously the injury to Jordan Travis being pretty damning for them, right? Pushing them out of the playoff hunt, if you will. Um, but since we'll go through a list of opt-outs. This is only opt-outs. This isn't just missing players, guys. This is Florida State's opt-outs. You're looking at Tate Rodemaker, which is quarterback two, DJ Lundy, Rodney Hill, Malcolm Roy, CJ Campbell, Daltrey Richardson, AJ Duffy, Bless Harris, Dylan Brown, T uh, Tyler Keltner, Markston Douglas, Thomas Schrader, Ayobami Tifase, Quayshon Sapp, Dylan Brown Turner, uh, let's see, Jared Wilson, Jared, or excuse me, Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, Jaheim Bell, Trey Benson, Keon Coleman, Renardo Green, Jerry and Jones, Fabian Lovett, and Akeem Depp. That is a ton of opt-outs. Transfers slash NFL declarations, that is a ton. That is a ton. Um, completely different situation, right? Georgia's had a ton of portal entries, but not necessarily in this, not a lot of starters, if you will, right? So you're, you're getting some guys, and both of these teams are going to play under 85. Let's, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. But I do think it'll be very interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, but Georgia's got a lot of their starters there, right? Which kind of leads into uh, later, just a little bit discussion for later. Um, just going to be interesting there. Uh, Tanel says she's tired of Florida State whiners. We have more reason, but also more class and to make excuses. Yeah, I don't think there should be any excuses there for Georgia's side. Um, you know, now you look at this, you look at the matchup, what it was, um, you know, before opt-outs. And now you're looking at it leading in a few days before the matchup. The, the game could not be any more undesirable, in my opinion, uh, for for a team uh, or a fan that is not in this bowl game. Right? If you're a Florida State fan, if you're a Georgia fan, sure, you'll watch it. But with all these opt-outs, I, th I think it just ruins the feel for the map, for the game this week. We'll see. Um, you know, I, Georgia has literally got into a situation where this is a damned if you're damned if you don't. Um, because the opt-outs, right, I listed those names. You're basically looking at one scholarship quarterback, one scholarship running back. Um, your leading receivers are out. Your tight end's out. Like, that's – it's absurd. Um, it, it is very it, – it's just wild. It really is. It makes you wonder, you know, um, like – you and you look at the schedule when you look at the schedule and the eye and the portal uh, windows and things like that. It is very interesting, and honestly, it's just one of these things where Georgia fans will probably watch this game 
probably I would I don't know a lot of people might not watch this game. Um just on the fact that I don't know if Florida State actually scores. If if I'm being honest. I really don't know if Florida State scores. Um yeah, it is not gonna be pretty. But um but obviously with those opt-outs, right? You're looking at um, you know, Georgia gets down to Miami Tuesday night. Right? Obviously, and a lot of the big talk was uh, Bowers and Mims not making the trip. Like I said earlier, too, I think you're looking at a situation where those guys are uh, healing up, right? And I don't expect them to play, but you never know. They may dress out, but I don't see them playing, right? Just don't. Um, would I love to? Sure. But at the same time, I understand why if they don't. Just understand that. Um, but, yeah, and I think when you look at the situation, right, uh, you've had some news since you've been down in, in Miami as well, right? Um, Chaz Chambliss announcing that he's returning uh, in 2024. Um, you know, and there's still a lot of question, uh, a lot of questions to be made uh, regarding a lot of Georgia players, um, if you will. Uh, Javon Bullard, um, Kamari Lat- hell, nobody really has announced if they are or not, a lot of them haven't. So obviously I think we'll learn after that matchup uh, Saturday, whether, where where a lot of guys stand. Um, the expectation is a lot of them will go. We'll see. Uh, uh, either way, I think you're going to be set for 2024, but we're not talking about 2024 just yet. Not just yet. Um but no, looking ahead to this matchup, right? You're looking at Brock, uh, Brock Glenn, I think is his name, freshman quarterback, uh, taking the start against Georgia. And honestly, that is a terrible, terrible first. Well, I wouldn't say his first start, but uh, it's with all the opt outs and things like that. That's going to be a hard ask. Going to be a tough ask um, to to do a lot. Um, you, like I said, you're missing Gene Bell, you're missing Wilson and, you know, Keon Coleman, which I think those guys are difference makers in all seriousness. You're, you're just missing too much. Um, it's, it's one of these things where you just, you're, if you're a Florida state fan, you just kind of go into this, I think, looking at it in, in a sense of, yeah, this is probably not worth watching. And, and that's hard to say, because I want this matchup to be good. I just don't see it being good. I really don't. Um, really don't see it um, turning out well for, for Florida State at all. Um, I think Georgia has the opportunity um, to play. Obviously, you're going to play Carson Beck. You'll play um, you know, your starters and stuff like that. But I'm sure you're going to see a rotation in it as well, um, especially if things go as I think they will. Uh, there's really no other way to get around it. Like it's – it, it's going to get ugly. It, it's going to get ugly. But with the with the Saturday, or I guess with Saturday's matchup and everything, you know, this is a lot of um, guys' last, you know, go at it, you know, in a Georgia uniform. Uh, you know, you could definitely see Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards, that being their last play. Uh, very well could be for Kamari, uh, Kamari Lassiter. Right. There's several guys that could be playing up, suiting up Cedric Van Prang Granger as well on um, last go round, right, in a Georgia uniform. So I want to take that time to kind of like understand what we're seeing Saturday, right? Understanding what what it means to watch some of those guys for the last time. Some of them are coming back. Some of them will come back. 
But for those that don't, right, you you saw greatness in that class, right? Like in 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 their four or five years, it's it's seriously been um, something to watch, right? They've, I mean, for what it's worth, they provided two years of undefeated seasons, pretty much. You twenty nine straight victories. That's something a lot of Georgia fans probably don't forget or probably don't understand just the importance of. Um, but again, you sit there, they go twenty nine straight. Very, I mean, only lost three or four uh, for you know three or four in their whole career, right? And if not even if not less. So it's good to watch these guys for the last time if if they're if that's their intentions right to go to the draft i do think as well um looking into this matchup what what does georgia have to do right i think georgia just has to just play um I, you know i can sit here and make a bunch of jokes just just play your brand of football and you'll walk away probably with maybe even a shutout victory, right? It's it's not looking good. Right? This if, if this is a playoff matchup, probably things look different. But until then, this doesn't change. It doesn't change. Um, it, it's going to get nasty. So you have that situation there. And really, there's – it's – it's just not even fun to talk to, right? I haven't heard any Florida State chatter. Not a lot of people really don't give a shit about this game on that side, it seems like. And I think the, the, the player's kind of, you know, showing that, if you will, right? It's, it's, it's really hard to put into words because it looks like Georgia cares for this game. And Florida State does not. It's what it feels. And if that is the case... Georgia's going to belt the ass. There's just no other way to get it. And I think that's the general feel uh, around college football. Georgia is just going to absolutely destroy them, right? If if you're in the playoffs, does this change anything? Maybe. I still think Georgia would just demolish Florida State. Just my thoughts. I did hear as well um, – did hear about Brock, uh, their quarterback, talking about, you know, they beat LSU, they beat uh, Florida this year, right, so that you take it for what it's worth. But, you know, it's the SEC that, that they're feeling good about it. Good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah, you beat the fifth and seventh best teams in the conference. Good for you. Um, there's, a, there's levels to it, though. There's levels to it. And I think people will will easily see that Saturday. And this is where it becomes an interesting point of discussion, right? Georgia, Georgia will absolutely throttle Florida State. But the narrative will be they were supposed to because of the opt-outs, right? This is that damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if, if Georgia fucks around, and they start to play like crap and look ugly against it and not do the things that they're supposed to do, you're never going to hear the end of it. You're just not. But if you, but even if you beat them by 50, no one's going to care. So hear me now. 
Do not get butthurt. Do not get upset when people do not want to hear the fact that you absolutely boat race Florida State. You're going to hear it doesn't matter. It doesn't. And this is just the way the way the game is now at this point for us, for Georgia fans. That's just what it's going to be. But what you can take away from this matchup is watching the young guys develop. Right? Um, obviously, over the holidays, you had all the guys going back home or wherever they may be, right? Uh, coming back on Christmas night, Christmas Day, whatever. I'm looking forward to watching some guys play specifically. And I think one of them is Jam- uh, Jamal, big job. Uh, watch some workout. Um, if you watch this Instagram story, you'll see it. Looking in shape, good, good, good shape, right? That's what you want to see. You're in the 340s right now, which is where he needs to be. He knows that's where he needs to be. And I think you're right there on the precipice of hitting that next level for Jamal. And Saturday could be that springboard for him. I think it's a good opportunity for Jamal to to get in early and often and establish that, Right? Circumstances aside, don't care that they don't have, you know, Trey Benson. They don't care that they have, you know, whatever. I still want to see you move offensive linemen. And I think that's something that we might be able to see. Right? I think that's what we're going to see. Also, I think you look at a guy, you know, uh, also Damon Wilson uh, will not be playing. Um, had Had a surgery to clean up some stuff. That was expected, full recovery expected, all this. That's completely fine. I don't necessarily need him to, you know, try to play on something hurt if it was hurt, right? Not mad about it. That's what I appreciate about Georgia. Georgia will protect the player from themselves. One of the rare opera, one of the rare situations in the country that'll do that. So when you when you see that and you hear that, don't worry about it. Just don't. It is by design, and it basically for longevity, longevity perspective, it keeps the guys healthy and ready for next year for him, at least for his sake. I do want to pose a question. Um, let's go ahead and pro- push your score prediction in the comments, by the way. I just want to start seeing some score projections uh, pop in as we continue to talk here. Yeah, obviously I talked about Jamal Jarrett being somebody that I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm also excited to see what maybe Gabe Harris looks like. We're in Pimba, right? one of the ed- the edge guys. right? Now that Marvin Jones is, uh, has transferred to Florida State, I would love to see what our edge is going to look like next year. I'd, I'd like to see Gabe Harris or, or Pimba play on first down and second down a lot this week. I think that's something that we need to see. Right, you're gonna see Chas Shambles. Fair. Whether you love him or hate him, that's that's up to you. I don't I don't have a I have my feelings about it. Um could be better. I think that's why he came back. Like you, there's a lot of things to work on. So coming back is probably gonna do him some good. Um but nonetheless, I think looking at Gabe Harris in Pimba, right? Obviously with Damon Wilson being out, that would be another one, but Either way, I think you look at those guys, that is a that is a matchup where those guys can go in there, get some run, 
and, and you know, kind of springboard their career next year, looking forward to 2024. What's going on, Parker? Parker and Curry, Parker Curry saying hello. I, I think with those guys, right, on the defensive side of the ball, right, we, we saw it at, at G-Day, right? We saw the speed. We saw, you know, the, the, the talent is there. Just got to get the playbook. I think this is a game where you could see a lot of those guys get extra run, and I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't. I think that's what's going to happen, in my opinion. I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to see a lot of second and third string reserves playing. And this is this is the product of not being in the playoffs, right? That's just what happens. I know we the last two years, right, we make the playoffs, so you don't necessarily necessarily see it like this. But that's what happens, right? You, you have to take that away and understand that you're seeing you're seeing your future at that point. Um, you know, we saw it against Cincinnati. We, we, we've seen it in the bowl games, guys. It, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. So I, I look at it that way, right? We can sit there and, and, and take it away, right? We have to understand, too, this is the last game of the season. Right? It's one of these things where you don't want to hear it. The season's flown by at that point. You know, it sucks that you're down to your last game and not two more. But here we are. When you take a look at the situation – Right. Like I said, you're getting to see a lot of offensive guys, a lot of defensive guys. What is what is you know Oscar Delp? Is Oscar Delp going to have a big game? Maybe so. I think Carson Beck will be there. So you got you know probably see Marcus Shersmy, all these other things. What's it going to look like? All right. I think that's going to be the fun part there. Um, it's just a lot interesting to talk about. A lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Parker says, "I wish Georgia football went to the playoffs this year." Uh, but they did not make it very sad about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, talking about this after uh, the Bama loss was one of these things where Georgia controlled their destiny, uh, and that loss took the destiny out of their hands, not out of their control. Um, do I find it a little bit perplexed for them to fall five spots losing the way we did? Sure. It's the same way as Florida State, right? Perfect, perfect uh, 13-0. and 0. Right, conference champion, power five, uh, and you still get pushed out. Right, a lot of firsts happened this year in the fourteen playoffs. Right, some obviously we were on the negative end of it, but you just gotta you gotta make do with it. You know, it is it just is what it is. Um, you know, looking looking forward way too early, Parker. I think you look at it with the twelve team expansion. Uh, I don't see a, I don't see a situation where Georgia doesn't make it uh, unless you have a catacomb uh, uh breakdown, right? Catacomb-lizic breakdown. Yeah, that's the only thing I can see where you don't make it next year. Um, that, that's just my thoughts on that, right? So it, it hurts now, right? Sure, it hurts now, but next year we'll be sitting here talking about the playoffs and we'll be looking at what seed we are. <laughs> that's about. Um, that's just all that is, right? Um, but yeah, no, thank you for the question there, Parker, as well. With the, with the, I guess for me, with, with all this coming in, playing the game, uh, offensively, right? I want to ask to pose the question, but I'm going to answer this as well. What do you want to see Georgia to, what do you want to see Georgia do offensively? Is there anything, is there anything, you think 
you know, you want or you think we'll see Saturday. Um, I want to see Anthony Evans get some run. I want to see Arian Smith have a big game. I think he's he's had a good week of well he's had a good practice uh, they had practice today, and that seemed to be doing fairly well there. Um, seemed to have a good practice there. I just want to see some consistency at the receiver position. If that means giving Anthony Evans some run or see or you know what I mean, get give these guys some run. We've had the speed sitting on the bench, and and we've talked about this before. Um, you've got to earn the playing time, but why are we not seeing? Right? Why are we not seeing all the speed out there? Right? Arian Smith, not really used, not really used that much this season. It's kind of a a different feeling, right? And you got Anthony Evans. Um, I think Anthony Evans might have a have himself a game uh, this uh, Saturday. Right, special teams might be an impact. Um, that, that's just my thought there too. Uh, Parker also says I'm pulling for Alabama football to beat Michigan, and also am pulling for Washington to beat Texas. So it sounds like you want to see Alabama Washington in the title game. Hmm. Well, see, I think what will happen is you'll probably have an Alabama Texas rematch, which ironically probably what they wanted to begin with because the ratings. Right, the ratings, that's what the ratings want. Right, that's probably what's going to drive the most money for them. I think that's kind of obvious right after um, the playoff situation. That's what it's about. If you didn't know, I, I think you should know by now. But uh, Alabama, Alabama, Texas is probably going to be your money driver. And to your point, I think Alabama will beat Michigan. And I think, I just think Texas has got the defense to slow down Washington. Um, you know, Xavier Worthy, right? Xavier Worthy and and that offense, I think, can handle the defense of Washington enough to score. Might be closer, but I think Texas can pull away. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Washington did end up um, playing in the title game. They've they've looked they've looked sus, sus, suspect a little bit, right, for a stretch of the year. But at the same time, you we come to find out you just win games at this point, right? You get into October, late November, all that stuff. You just pull on what you just win games. doesn't matter how you do it. Just do it. You know what I mean? Um, however, you say that for Florida state, it's a little bit of a different meaning to it. Right. Um, but I digress. That's just, it's just unnecessary. Uh, you were going to piss somebody off. Basically it's a long story short for that. Um, let's see here. But yeah, no, I think with, with this matchup, right, with Georgia's matchup, I want to see Carson Beck distribute the ball, but but at the same time, I really want to find the one receiver. You know, it's probably gonna be Lad McConkey, but I think like I want to see a receiver step up and be something. Right. I want to I want to see a receiver step up and be consistent that we're going to have next year. And as we welcome Keon into the building, here we are talking about what we want to see offensively for Georgia this Saturday, Keon. Let's okay. let's jump into that. I was talking about I, I was talking this. I want to see a receiver outside of McConkey 
to be that surefire receiver for Carson Beck and specifically one receiver per se that will be here next year so that we can continue moving forward, finding that next Anthony year. Evans. I'm looking right at you, buddy. This is a great time for you. I mean, I would love that. I would love that too. Texas native. Um, get again, electric speed. You know, this guy, home run hitter. Um, it jumps right off the charts. Good hands. Really good hands. Didn't see too much of him uh, dropping balls, whether it be this year or even back in high school. Good catch radius. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. I I feel like lateral play, right? And I think you're looking at Marcus Rosemey. His last go is, is this as well. How, how much of a chance do you think there's a situation, Keon, where – Lad and Marcus play for a few drives and then get sat down so that other receivers moving forward will be able to to provide offense, right, to, to show up. You know, like we, we talk about Oscar Delp as well, right? Oscar Delp comes in. How much do we see Lawson and Pierce, right? Like do we do we think there's a situation in which that can happen or do we let these guys play and ball out and go out? Uh, you know, go out with with a dramatic, emphatic dub. What do you think? I think this is going to be one of those ones where you get to see some of, you know, some of the veteran guys. They'll start out, give us a couple of drives, and then after that you'll see more of the young guys flow in. I'm looking forward to seeing Lawson, seeing Delp. Um, I think that's more of along the lines that you're going to really see pop out as far as the young guys. Um Yet again, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. Of course, it's not necessarily the bowl game that we were looking for, but nevertheless, it is here. And, you know, it just gives our young guys yet again another opportunity to go out there and show what they can do. Absolutely. Keon, so I was talking earlier uh, in the show about how this couldn't be farther different from a perspective fan base's view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Georgia fans are looking forward to this because we've got all of our guys coming in and playing and not really publicly opting out, if that's the case, right? You've had a bunch of portal entries, but it's not really your starters per se, right? On the other hand, it's the exact opposite if you're Florida State. Florida State has went out and publicly opted out and transferred a ton of guys. And I think guys that were actually playing some key minutes. I'm going to read this list to you, man. Uh, Tate Rodemaker, DJ Lundy, Rodney Hill, Malcolm Roy, CJ Campbell, Daltrey Richardson, AJ Duffy, Bless Harris, Dylan Brown, Tyler Keltner, Marcus, Mar- uh, Marqueston Douglas, Thomas Schrader, Ayobami, Tifase, Quayshon Sapp, Dylan Brown Turner. Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, Jaheim Bell, Trey Benson, Keon Coleman, Renardo Green, Jerrion Jones, Fabian Lovett, Akeem Dent. That's all. That's that's not even injuries, Keon. That's public opt-outs or transfers for Florida State. That's you're, crazy. You're going to see Florida State with walk-on players. Like walk-ons are going to be playing. I'm just going to let you know that right now. You're down to your quarterback three. You've got one scholarship running back. I think both of your uh, DBs opted out. Your your two biggest receivers, your tight end, everybody is opting out at Florida State. 
to me, it shows exactly who cared and I feel like who cared and who didn't care. Um, you know, listen, I think both of us had a right to feel snubbed out of the playoffs. But do you think there's a culture issue there? I, I don't necessarily think it's a culture issue because those, I don't. Same, those same guys played last year. Yeah, I don't. Um, I understand it, all the, to be all the way honest. Um, these are competitors at the end of the day. And, you know, just from talking to the fans and, you know, friends of the different athletes that have opted out, a lot of them feel like they got cheated. And to be all the way honest, they did. I mean, I think it's perfect, perfectly fine for us to say what it is. They definitely did get cheated. Um, Because at the end of the day, no matter what, the committee wanted to try to make an excuse to leave them out. You just told those kids who just went undefeated that won their conference, that's not good enough. And I think that's a horrible precedent for the sport. I think it's a horrible look for the sport. I think it's a horrible look for the committee. I think it's a piss poor and honestly a shit call from them uh to be all the way honest to be quite frank and excuse my french but overall you just told those kids all of their heart sweat tears hard work long days in rehabbing you just told all of those kids that nothing that they did mattered all because one person fell oh and that's the thing too man like i hate i hate to I hate to feel this way about this whole bowl season lead up for us, but the Georgia, the Orange Bowl has really non-football related issues have kind of taken over the mm-hmm. narrative for leading up to this game. You, you look at right, both you know both teams get snubbed out of the playoffs. Okay, whatever. Yep. Then you then you listen to the you know to the logic. I guess you could say that the committee had. And the issue to me was, like, they basically shit on the ACC as a conference. They did. And so, to me, now you're looking at situations where, right, like, in the in the, in the the following days, weeks, leading in between, right, where we are now and, and when, the, when the bowl was announced, now you've got Florida State and ACC in, in a legal battle, right? Yeah. Trying to break the ground of rights. And I understand where they're coming from. But it's definitely taken away from the football aspect, right? And add on the add on the uh, the opt outs and everything like that. Georgia's just going about their business. Yep. Like Georgia's going about their business, like nothing's going on. Florida State, on the other hand, is so preoccupied with everything else, right? Like it, it just the narrative and and the general feel around this game, it's not there. I said this to start the show. I feel like this is one of the most boring bowl lead ups. I've ever experienced. And, and I mean, it is what it is, right? Because I mean, we're just here for the ride ultimately. But it's so, it's, it's, I haven't heard Florida State fans talking shit. I haven't heard Georgia fans. Well, Georgia fans, most of them, you know, most of them haven't really been talking that much shit because no one else has been talking shit back. Hell, we've yeah. been talking more shit with Georgia Tech and fucking Florida fans for some yeah. reason. For some reason. Like I've I've saw more of that on on the timelines, man, than I've seen Florida oh, State. Also, want to say I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Oh, I did. It was it was good, man. What about you? Uh, I had a pretty great Christmas, man. Uh, watched Trevor Etienne commit, which I can't oh. wait for him. I can't wait, Ooh. and 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 I'm and I want to get this as as well. Um, Trevor Etienne, if you're listening, 
to this any and any any and everywhere. I want you to know I can't wait for you to score your first touchdown in Jacksonville, in Duval, and Gator Chomp in the end zone with that big G on your helmet. Go dogs. Happy to have you. Happy yeah. to have you. Really happy to have you. I guess let's take a quick second and talk about that, man, because the actually um, I know London Humphreys was actually at practice uh, down in Miami. I actually traveled with the team to Miami. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's talk about the three transfer portal additions since we last did our show, man. Um, you know, it, three day, three straight days of a Georgia yeah. commit. Uh, Xavier McLeod, right? And then you got Colby Young. Yep. And then you wrap it up with Trevor Etienne. Um, I think all those guys, I mean, it's the same as the portal, uh, how it operates under Kirby Smart. You come in through the portal, you're expected to have some kind of contribution immediately. I think that's yep. what's going to happen. Um, I know you're most excited about Trevor Etienne. I think a lot of us, uh, Georgia fans are as well. But I think don't underestimate, and I think what's going to get uh, overlooked here, and I think to me, you can start a multitude of ways here, but I'm going Colby Young because Colby Young provides something that you can't teach, and I don't think you have on the roster, and that's a six-five body at receiver, hundred yeah, percent. And for me, right when when you when you look at the situation, you have that big body. He may not be a, he may not be a four-four guy, may not be a four-three guy, but if he can go up and he can high point the football. And he can win 50-50 balls. That can become Carson Beck. That can become another target for him, a trusted target, right? On third downs, on critical downs, right? Red zone. I would love to see some utilization there in the red zone, right? And I think Carson Beck can do that. I think, and I'm getting way too ahead of myself here, but I think next year you're going to see our offense tailor ourselves to, to show why Carson Beck needs to be the number one pick. You're going to see a lot of throws. You're going to see next-level throws. You're going to see just – I just get this feeling that that's what's going to happen, Keon. And and I think having that big body out wide right, with Kobe Young will generate some, some plays and some explosives down the field. Not only can we go and utilize his body, however, I've also seen him take a screen – to the house, right? So not only can he go up and utilize his body and do these things, but he can, if you can take a screen to the house, you know, like Bobo see it, love what he sees with that. hundred percent. And I think that's definitely going to be something that you see Georgia utilize. I mean, somebody that's six, five, that can move and make plays in space and can block, man, you have a place on our roster. No, hundred percent. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Now, at the same time, right, Xavier McLeod will come in, and I think he'll bring some experience to the to the defensive line that I think we need massive help with. Yes. Um, now, where we utilize him will be interesting. I don't know if you utilize him as a as a true zero, or do you use him as maybe a three tech because he's a bigger three tech if you do that. But. You know, we sit there, you look at it, he, you know, goes in as, as a freshman, goes in and, you know, goes to South Carolina because he was he was in on uh, Georgia was in heavy on him out of high school. Um, it, it's it sounds like from the Florida or from the South Carolina side of things 
that he was hard to handle. However, when you look at the context, the fact that they had a, I want to say like a 27 year old um, guy get promoted up to a play uh, position coach, probably a reason why Georgia handles shit. Georgia handles players like this all the time, right? Yep. Xavier McLeod was probably one of their biggest signings in, in a decade. Yeah. That I I don't want to sound bad, but it's just where we are compared to where South Carolina is. Xavier McLeod would probably be in top ten in just class. Yeah. There's a difference to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and, I, and honestly, I mean I look at it, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially speaking with uh South Carolina fans. You know, they, they've been very weary, like, oh, look out for this guy. No, nah, none, not none of that. I think our guys are going to be able to get him right. I think Trey Scott uh, are going to be able to get him right, along with uh, Dylan as well. Um, he also wants to get developed too, man. I mean, he was it, – it's weird to hear this, Keon. He was willing to sit and burn a red – or keep a red shirt, right, red shirt to, to get the development. And he was pissed that he – they tried to ruin his red shirt. Mm-hmm. South Carolina. So he left. He wanted a key. He wanted a red shirt so he can get that extra experience. You don't see a lot of that. No, you don't. So, so I think that's something note, noteworthy too. Um, but I think all three of these guys are going to make an impact next year. Oh, immediately. And obviously, you look at London Humphreys. You know, it, I don't know if you saw the video. There was a bunch of different video clips in the 15 minutes of the practice. Wait, the media was wait, there. Wait a second. Carson Beck, Oscar Delt, London Humphreys. Oh, we back, baby. We back, baby. White men are dangerous. No one is to go near them. Yes. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. Man, the exciting whites is all I'll leave it there. Definitely the exciting white. Yeah. But I do, you know, though, in all seriousness, so too, Keon, right? Like with the practice today, I know a lot of people were seeing clips and stuff. Did you see some of the freshmen out there? Man, boy, they they took a picture of some of the the uh, early enrollees. Jaden Rodell does not look like a damn freshman, man. Does not That's look like grown, an early enrollee. That is a grown ass man. That is, that is a grown-ass man. Justin Williams and Chris Cole looking like Quay Walker. Like, already, already. 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 These fucking massive, massive human beings. And you've got you, – you look, you see you see Ellis Robinson, but then you look at Andre Evans, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Is he? I mean I- – I'm here to say that Ellis Robinson, um, for those of y'all that have been paying attention to the transfer portal, I mean, hate to say it, young man's coming in and taking people's jobs. Well, well hold on now. Hold on now. But well, see, we talk about we talk about Daniel Harris being in the portal, but my man was practicing clamping shit down too. So I'm not going to say that he he will or, you know, he might withdraw. Or, I don't know. We'll see. But at least he's out there at practice. Yeah, and, and I love that. Boy, was locking it down. He he, he was – I think there was a clip of him and I think it was London or mm-hmm. Nitro. I forgot it was – I forgot which one it was. I think it was London. 
and he just clamped it. No, it was nitro. He clamped it down. It's like there's some work to be done there. Yeah. But I mean, if, if you're seeing at least based off of practice, we don't really get to see a lot of this at practice, right? So the fact that Dalen Everett is starting over what we've seen today from guys like, you know, obviously we saw Kamari basically run a route better than Dylan Bell. Um, that's just Kamari, right? That's just what Kamari does. But then you look at Daniel Harris shutting shit down and, and uh, Julian Humphrey locking shit down, right? Like you're sitting there watching that and it's like, he must be doing some off the wall shit at practice. Can I speak off the out? wall shit at practice to be holding think- them guys off. Can I think out loud to you, Rob? I mean, do what you need to do there, sir. I know we have a lot of talented guys on the roster, especially more talented guys coming in. Um, I know it's probably unlikely. I know it's probably not going to happen. It might. uh, Let me not say probably might not happen. It might happen. We don't know yet. But I do want to say this. For those of y'all that have been following on social media, uh, a couple of days ago, you saw you may have saw a post from Javon Bullard and Kamari Lasseter where, you know, uh, I believe it was Kamari Lasseter's post where he was tem- where he was hinting at coming back and he tagged Javon Bullard. And then Javon Bullard replied right under it. He said, I will if you will. I'm here to say this, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lasseter, if this reaches you, just just take a second and think about it like this. Y'all are both in, insanely talented. A hundred percent. If y'all are potentially serious about coming back, understand these two things, right? If both of y'all come back, we will have the best DB room in the country. It's not it's not up for debate. It's not up for debate. Y'all both know what y'all add to our defense. Y'all both know what y'all add to our DB room. It's strap mob. It's oh, straight. No, it, no, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's, it's straight. It's straight jacket security. You, you're not going nowhere. And you might as well be playing with your hands behind your back. When you see those guys out there on the field, I'm just saying, I know, I know people, I know y'all are considering going to the NFL, coming back, whatever, but just think about it. If y'all do come back, especially with the talent that we've added through the recruiting class and also talent that's already on the roster, if both of y'all come back, we will hands down without a shadow of a doubt, clamps, strap mob. No fly zone. We ain't catching shit. I swear to God. It's well, dude, like you could, you could seriously play if, if, if both of those two return. Why do I find it not out of the realm of possibility that Georgia plays just a base dime because of all the fucking DBs that they would have and all the quality DBs that they would have? It's a problem. It's a because problem. Not only, I mean, think about this. Not only. You you would have Malachi and Javon. Yep. Taiki Taiki's probably gone. So you have okay. put in Aguero. Love it. So then you have Julian Humphrey, Kamari Lasseter. Right? Then you could have you could have a mixture of right, you would have Dalen Everett, you would have 
uh, Chris Peel. You would have Kyron Jones. I know he's a safety, but I'm just thinking of a different guy. Mm-hmm. Dan Jackson's returning. Then you got the freshman, Andre. You got Ellis, obviously. And then, oh, yeah, K.J. Bolden back at safety as well. Getting reps as well. Be nuts. Now, the question there is how do you rotate that? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Hey, you know what? Kirby Smart's a smart man. Glenn Schumann's a smart man. Will Muschamp's a smart man. Uh, Dante Johnson's a smart man. Oh, they they you, definitely got you weapons put up, You put their brains together. I know they can figure it out. But now, that's listen, that's a wonderful issue. This this isn't saying that they are returning, folks. This Not is at all. Hypothetical what if situation? Hypothetical. Clarify just, that. Just, I'm just speaking my thoughts out loud and hoping they manifest. Yeah. No, if, if that happens, Lassiter, that'd be nuts. Javon Bullard, looking at y'all. And you ain't, you, you literally going to be, the issue is you're going to be fighting hard for that one spot. <laughs> That's what Man. I'm saying. It would be nuts. But, say so we saw practice, Keon, we saw practices. Saw the freshman get a little bit of run, which I thought that was fun. Um, was there anything that stood out to you in the in the clips, man? Like, I mean, just I, I felt like the the like Ellis was uh was it was, El- just, was that Ellis was that Ellis on um Lad? I just don't believe these fresh these redshirt freshmen are redshirt freshmen, man. I don't believe it. You mean true these, freshman early enrollees or like? Yeah, I'm sorry. True freshman. I, oh, I just okay. I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't believe these true freshmen are true freshmen, man. I, I don't believe it. These some grown ass men. Yeah, they are uh, definitely long and fast. <laughs> like, not gonna have an issue there. Not no. at all. Yeah, let's jump into our second sponsor tonight. Before we get back to the Orange Bowl, uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk our predictions. We got some over unders. We're running it back one more time. We're doing over unders, but before that, y'all know the drill, guys. Alumni Hall, dgdpodcast.com. Go to our sponsors. Go to Alumni Hall. Support the show that way, or you can go to the store, physical location, seventeen ninety one Oconee Connector, five thirty five in Athens, Georgia. Go in-store, mention the DGD Podcast, get 10% off your order, or, again, support the show. Go online. They do have sales from time to time. Keep that in mind. Get you some stuff. <clears throat> get you these bomb-ass Air Maxes. Well, <clears throat> you, have to be, you have to be in the loop with that, man. Those, they are not there anymore, to my knowledge. Check this Check this out. Yeah, those, oh. things, are, yeah, those things are nice. Definitely I'm gonna, nice. I'm going to give you a smooth 360. Boom. Ooh, wait a second. What's this? Seventeen eighty-five. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the size thirteen. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Better than the Pegasus, by the way, in my opinion. But that's just me. That's just me. And they cheaper too. But I digress on that. Keon. G on the top. We talking to the. We talking about the Orange Bowl. We are back talking Orange Bowl official game talk, sir. To finish the show. With that being said, let's jump in to the over-unders, all right? Last Ooh. over-unders for the season for 2023 Georgia Bulldogs season, Carson Beck, over-under two-and-a-half quarters of play. Georgia defense, actually, we'll do it one at a time. We're going to do it one at a time. First things first, Carson Beck, over-under 
two and a half quarters of play. I'm gonna say over. Me personally, I think okay. this is. I think this is gonna be a good spot for him to really get a, a, adjusted with the with the young guys. Get some so get some run. So you think we'll go into the third quarter? Yeah. This okay. Do you think you go three full three quarters or no? No. Okay. So you got Gunner Stockton, Brock Vandergrift off. So you could have Jackson Muschamp. Oh, baby, 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 baby. I'm going under. Really? Hear me out. He takes the first half, first drive. Hands it over to hands it over to Gunner Stockton and lets Gunner ride it out. Also, hot take: I think Jackson Muschamp might actually get to see some run, maybe a play or two, maybe a drop. I don't know. Okay, okay. I think you might see something there. That's my hot take for the quarterback play. Just want to leave okay. that there. So I'm going under. I think. Well, keep in mind, I don't see Florida State really doing much at all. No, I, I don't just, just don't. Just don't. Um, so I think Georgia runs the ball at will. I think they operate offensively at will. I don't see a lot of their – I think they push the ball vertically because there's no threats. There's really – a lot of their depth is sitting out right now, opted out. Uh, again, we talked about it. It's a little bit of a shame, but it is what it is. Uh, Georgia's not sitting people out. Oh, uh, Florida State most definitely is. I think Georgia going to capitalize on that shit early off and make a statement to a playoff committee saying you fucked up for not putting us in that top four. Simple enough. Uh, and I think that's why you're going to see Carson Beck early 2024 Heisman talks leading into the season for real. Yep. Now, UGA's defense over under one and a half interceptions. I'm going to say over. You're saying over, okay? Do you think I'm assuming? Do you think it's going to be two, or do you think? Yeah, I think it's that? just. I, I think it's going to be a solid two. Okay, solid two. I like that. It's so hard because these these interceptions has always got me, man. They've always yeah. gotten me. They've always gotten me. Florida State doesn't have the receiver. If they have Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman playing, this shit becomes a completely different feel to this, right? It very much so does. I think you do get two picks. I'm going over on this as well because they're going to have to throw it. They've got one scholarship running back, guys, one scholarship running back. You can't run him all game. He's like, he can't run. I guarantee he wouldn't be able to hold it down for four quarters. You're going to have to throw the ball a ton. And based off of sheer, you know, law or theory of averages and stuff like this, right, the, the law of averages tells me, I, I think what's going to happen is there's a more chance, probability, right? That's what's going to happen. So I've got over on that. I think you do see two. I'd love to see I'd love to see Kamari get one just to send it off or something, but that's just me. They ain't gonna throw it to him though. Uh, Milton and Edwards, 140 combined yards. Under. Okay, so those two you've got going under. Okay. I gotta hear this. I've got over 
combined, I've got over. I've got over. Well, well, this is going to be their last game, so. Well, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be several. It just say combined. It's not combined rushing yards. It's combined yards. Oh, 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 yeah, over. Oh, okay, I thought it was rushing yards. Mm-mm. I think they could hit 140 combined rushing yards. Period. But yeah. that's just me. That's just me. Um, yeah, that, I think that might be an easy over. Um, again, don't really see Florida State doing much in this matchup, guys. Uh, Oscar Dell over under four and a half receptions. I'll say over. You say over. Five. I think he gets five. He goes five. Okay. I'm going under. Yeah. I think he gets four. <laughs> I think he gets four. <laughs> I think he, well, keep in mind, too, man, like, depending on how they feel about this matchup, right? They're going to, they might showcase Lad. They might showcase Kendall and Dejon. You're, you know what I mean? Like, you, you're going to let, you're going to let Cedric Van Pran do his thing. I, I think that's what's going to happen. This is, the way this game is lined up with the opt-outs and what George is doing, it's lining up perfectly to showcase those guys. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know Delp is that guy. I think I, I think Delp has the potential to be that guy. Mama Delp would vouch for me on this too. But I still think that you've got some guys, Lad, and you know what I mean? And, and Dejan and, and Kendall and all those guys, are. I think they're going to get some showcasings, right? I think some showcasing. So it wouldn't surprise me if he gets four. But also I think the distribution is what's causing me to think under on that. Because I, I would love to see us hit some speedy routes. Give me some Arian Smith. Give me some Anthony Evans. Love. Damn it. I want to see that. Right? I need to see what outside of Lab McConkie, Bowers doesn't play. I want to see us move forward next year. Oscar Dub's going to be a key piece in my opinion. Do you use 100%. them? Do you use them like that though, Saturday, or do you try to get others involved, a la Anthony Evans, a la insert receiver, to get that chemistry going? Maybe Dylan Bell. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But I th- I'm going under. Um, UGA defense, three and a half sacks over under. 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 You think they try to utilize screen, short short game? Yep. Yep, thought so. Um, I'm going over. Really? That might be the hot take of the night. I'm going over. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because offensive coordinating will probably lead to some shorter routes, right? But if Georgia clamps down on the shorter routes – Right, the lack of the receivers and the, the depth of our DBs. I think what you could have happen is a third string quarterback. He does have a necessity to try to run. So that mm-hmm. could hinder the the sack capabilities, right? The sack numbers. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But something just tells me that this matchup is just pouring on the youth. Yep. For next year. For next year. Give me Jalen Walker getting a sack or two. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem if you see like a Impemba or. Right, mm-hmm. I'd love to see Damon Wilson get involved on this, but like, what if you see Jamal Jarrett put like just wreck the interior? Not Big saying he gets a, not saying he gets a sack, but if he wrecks the interior and and pushes something in, maybe for Michael or maybe for uh, you know maybe a Tyrion Dawkins or maybe right, Warren Brinson, 
maybe get one of those guys some run just because of, I think Jamal Jarrett is going to have a big matchup here. Um, and I think you could – what I'd love to see is the interior create havoc, especially on a, thir- on a third-string quarterback, freshman quarterback. I think Georgia's got to do stuff like that, right? So the opportunity for sacks is there. You've got to capitalize on it because Georgia's going to throw some disguised blitzes. They're going to throw some things out there that that quarterback may not be used to seeing, and it's going to make him hold the ball. And if you hold the ball, your ass is going down. I rest my case. No, I like it. Rest my case. Last but not least, Brett Thorson. Over under half a punt. Does he punt Saturday? He gets one off. He gets one punt, so he may not hit the portal because of that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett, we're feeding you. I mean, what do you want from us, man? Well, based off of his social media comments, I think he would love if Trevor Etienne didn't come to Georgia and Carson Beck didn't return. But I think he's going to love it when you're winning victories like that. Just You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, definitely the winner of the internet on the Georgia space uh, by far. <laughs> definitely. I- I, I, I'm going to tell you this, okay? I like my punters the same way how I like my Bulldogs, asleep on the sidelines, okay? Go ahead I and thought take you were going to go eating chicken wings, but close enough. Well, that too. I mean, if he has chicken wings, he wants to feed the offensive lineman. I'm not going to blame him there. Uh, or the defensive line. Need It'd be the most face. Australian thing to do if he brought a fucking Barbie out there and just put a shrimp on it, wouldn't he? Oh, Jesus. Look at him. Absolute. Absolute. Jesus Christ. I mean, they're in Miami, dude. Like, I guarantee the weather would be just fine for it. No, honestly. So there's your over-unders. Uh, last over-unders for the season. Uh, Keon, let's do this. Let's make our predictions, man. Offensive MVP for the Saturday. Who you got? I'm going to go with Carson Beck, man. Okay. I'm assuming you think he just distributes it at will. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just bombs over Baghdad at this point. Fair. As much as I'd love to say that, too, I'm going to have to be the – to keep it enter, entertaining, give me Kendall Milton. I think this is a big Kendall Milton game. Just, okay. I, again, man, I mean, I don't – you don't have Jared Verse. So, I think what you're – to your point, I think you have a point. Carson Beck should have all day to throw. All day to throw. All yeah. Day. But I want to see the showcasing. I want to see our offensive line put in work. 100%. For what it's worth, I want to see Xavier Trust go out moving people. Right? I want to see yeah. Cedric Van Pern Granger moving people. I want to see Tate Rattles knowing he's coming back. Moving people. And I, and I want to show people – that you made the mistake for the third time in a row not giving that fucking Joe Moore award to the rightful owners, and that's the Georgia Bulldogs. 100%. But it is what it is, though, folks. Mayhem Matthew, what is going on, my guy? Offensive MVP, give me Kendall Milton. I I, I think you could easily see Dejon Edwards, too, but I think Kendall Milton, I, I think you're going to see him running hard. Kendall Milton's got a lot to work. Like, if he has a good game, that can definitely help his draft stock. Hundred percent. Now, give me your uh, defensive MVP. Defensive MVP. Oh my word! This is gonna be fun. I think Jalen Walker. I think Jalen Walker is just gonna eat those tackles alive. Give me Raylan Wilson. 
I like that too. Give me Raylan Wilson. I like that. The Tallahassee kid playing against his hometown mm, Tallahassee. Yeah, very, I see what you did there. You pulled the strings, the hometown strings. I see what you yeah. did. Yeah. I see what you did there. How about this? Let's do a breakout offensive player. Let you start. Who's your breakout player on offense? Who do you think has a breakout game? Anthony Evans. Anthony Evans. Hmm. Hmm. Why do I feel like Monroe Freely? I know it might not sound sexy, but I think Monroe Freeling will get in at right tackle after set, uh, after uh, Trust sits down and shores up what we know is what's going to happen on the offensive line next year. We serving up pancakes? Oh, facts. facts. We serving up pancakes? Yeah, I don't. I don't see him. I think even in the run game, you see him just move people. Yeah, that's just my thoughts. I mean, how you could easily. I think the offensive line unit as a unit might very well just do that shit. But that's just me. I want to see Monroe Freeling because, right? We're losing to Mary Smith. Right. I, I want to see the future at right tackle, and I think that's Monroe Freeling because I think Ernest mm-hmm. Green's still holding down the left. So, give me Monroe Freeling now. Breakout on defense. I can't wait to tell you this one. Give me Big Ja. Big Ja. Okay. Listen, I think what I saw on his Instagram story, if anything is – if anything's telling me that right there, he looks to be in the best shape I've ever seen him. Moving. That's a big man moving downhill. That's a big man moving down here real fast. Uh, if he's playing healthy and he's he's he looks the part, he's in the 340s where he needs to be. That's his goal. So he now he's just maintaining that. I genuinely think you see him get some significant run this year or this this Saturday, right? Because you're gonna need him to take that next step. So mm-hmm. again, this is the spring this is the springboard game. For one, Jamal Jarrett, big Ja. I'll send this okay. to him personally. I'll send it to him personally. He yeah. knows. He knows. He uh, knows what's up. Damn, you chose a great one with Big Ja. You can. There's a multitude of options here, buddy. Uh, yeah, give me Damon Wilson. He ain't playing. Or no, not Damon Wilson. Uh, give me Samuel and Bimba. It's a good call. Good call. Give me I think. Pimba. I think. Let me guess. Your logic is you think that he's had an opportunity and we want to showcase what we're looking forward to his growth in in year one to year two. You're going to blink and he's going to be in the backfield. I genuinely think he'll be able to set the edge as well, too. I want to see how he sets the edge. I'd love to see him on first down, second down, to see what he looks like. Again, I think Gabe Harris is going to be that guy, too. But we'll see. Mayhem Matthew says, could we see Lawson Lucky breakout? Maybe. Possibly. Just maybe, Matthew. Possibly. Just maybe. Yeah, are there any sleepers in this matchup? Are there any sleepers, people that you might not even realize that could just legitimately have a breakout? Like, I'm gonna do sleepers because, like, those are guys that we've been wanting to see that I think we're gonna get a lot of run. Who's gonna be somebody that you think makes the most out of a small opportunity? Janelle Aguero. <clears throat> Janelle Aguero. Who do you got? Hmm, it's tough. There's so many good ones. I think I think Lawson did look good. Give me Pierce Sperling, though. 
Give me Pierce Sperling. Give me Pierce. Listen, Lawson, Lawson, Lawson's a dude, but I'm telling you right now, you know how hard it is to sit there and deal with 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 six 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 seven body frame. They can actually go out there and catch dude. Listen, we saw what he did. We ain't we. Mm-mm. We haven't I think forgot. that's a good one there too. Um, shit, give me Gunner, man. Gunner's gonna get a chance to sit here. Gunner's gonna sit here and get probably a good, maybe a damn near half a football. To run the opera. Listen, let him fucking sling it. Don't go out there and just hand the ball off, hand the ball off. Nah. Let that man cook. Listen, we've seen the same situation, Keon, with Carson Beck leading up to his first year starting the season. Right? Last year, not this year, but last year. Stetson Bennett would go out of the games and Carson Beck would go in and he would operate the offense because Munkin had trusted him and it paid dividends in his first year starting. I think you need to see the same for for uh, for Gunner Stock. Let him let him operate the offense. Let him go through progressions. Let him go through reads because you're going to need it because you are one snap away from relying on that man next year. No, that's that's true. And I think these these snaps that he's going to get this game is going to be very valuable for him. Even if you're playing, I mean, listen, even if you're playing, like you could easily be, I mean, dude, we could easily eat chicken wings on the sidelines. Being dead ass serious. Um, Let's see. Matthew says, the reason I say that, talking about Lawson Lucky, is because Lucky has been compared to Brock Bowers. And since we're losing Bowers, I think a Lawson Lucky Oscar Dub could see a jump. I think Oscar Dub's going to be that guy anyway, um, moving forward next year. Now the question is, it, who's going to be your on the in line tight end if you got that? And I think that might be Lawson, but at the same time, because right, I think Pierce is just too much of a receiving guy. You got Colton Eirich. Colton, you, you don't want to rely on a true freshman if you don't have to, though. You got it. You got no, that. That's, that that's a deep room, even without Bowers. I'm just going to leave that there. Um. So yeah, what match? Keon, what matchup? Position matchup wins this game, right? I think, obviously, context outside, context aside, I understand they're playing QB3, one running back. I get that. But ultimately, still got to go out there and play the game. What position matchup is going to be the X factor in this game? I'm going to go CB3, wide receiver three. Okay, so the slide and the nickel? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you're going to see a lot. This this could be a major jump for Everett, man. Be on the lookout for it. Well, it, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to see if there's any somewhat of a change in Dante's approach to to coaching, right? What we've seen if in a, in such a short period of time, I'd be interested to see if there's any changes, any noticeable changes. I I, I think with with my matchup specifically I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be interior defensive line versus the versus the offensive line. I think Georgia's got to. I've got to see Georgia's interior defensive line play, play like they should play. If you do that, and you know, say if it, say if it's Jamal Jarrett or say if it's Kristen Miller, right? Or maybe maybe it's Warren Brinson, right? Maybe you know what I mean. I want to see the interior wreak havoc and just blow up plays. And if you can do that, 
that shows me that there's potential there moving forward for next year because something that we've seen all season was literally, in my opinion, the interior defensive line play was getting pushed around and it wasn't allowing for linebackers to flow. Edge play kind of suffered as a result. Different things like that. So if the interior defensive line plays an A-plus game or an A game, I genuinely think you're going to see resemblances of what Georgia's defense was used to seeing the past two years, right? And it would be a good way to get some momentum into the next spring and into the and into 2024. You see what I mean? That's just my thoughts on that. No, I mean, I could definitely see that, especially uh, with, a lot, with all the new guys coming in on the defensive line. Um, so I think guys getting the opportunity to take that chance to step up I mean, yet again, this these are the moments, man, that separates the boys from the men, who's going to step up and and who's going to make plays. So I'm really excited about it. Yep. Any hot takes or bold predictions before we get to our score predictions? Anthony Evans returns a punt. Damn it, Keon. Yeah, that's it. I, I had to. He's from Texas. He's from Texas. I had to say it. God, I had to took, say it. God, yeah, took. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. See, this is why I don't go first. It's your fault. You mean go second? Either way, you did this. Sounds about right. Um, no. Um, if I had a, uh, I think Jackson Muschamp gets into play, but I already said that. Probably won't happen, but God, I would love this if this happened. Big boy interception. Big job, maybe. Big job? Maybe <laughs> big job pick. Not big job. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I've seen him catch. I think he can make it happen. Yeah. I had to talk to him like, "Hey, be prepared. You got gloves on or no? Probably not. Nah. I mean, if if it's not that, if it's not that, I think there's a pick six, and I think it's going to be a not just like a walk in pick six. I think you see a decent return pick six. I like it. Or or scoop and score. I think there's a I think there's a defensive touchdown of some sort. Yeah, some sort. I think. Um, any any last thoughts before we give our score predictions? No, that's it. Okay. Well, that being said, we'll we'll start off the score predictions. Mayhem Matthew has got Georgia forty five, Florida State ten. Keon, who's going first in our score prediction tonight? I'll go first. Okay. Georgia 49, Florida State 10. See, y'all, no, I got to hear this. That's a, that's a lot of points for Florida State. How do they score? Uh, I think it's more of a first drive thing. I think, honestly, you know, their scripted drive seems great, kind of like the Tennessee game. The first play is all they had, and, uh, you know, you get a three and out. You're at the edge of your – you're at the edge of your kicker's longest part of their leg, and, you know, what? he barely chips it in. I think their kicker's opted out, dude. Oh, are you serious? (laughs) Holy shit. I think – I think – or transferred or something. I might be wrong. So is the backup quarterback starting the game by throwing the ball to the returning team? I, like, I really, really don't know. Um, 
I swear I thought I saw something earlier that maybe their Shit. kicker even opted out. If the kicker might, or injured or something, I don't remember. I might be wrong, but I'm sure you got a kicker there, so we'll see. 10, 10, 10 40 or 49 10, man. Jesus Christ. So you got 49 10. Ma'am's got yeah. 45 10. Dude, I'm I'm thinking more aggressive here. Give me 42 to nothing. Shut out. Why not? A shut a shutout. Why not? We can't even you can't even come on, Rob. We gotta spot him at least three points. At least three points. Come you, on, Rob. Who who look who you spotting fucking three points to, Keon? I I mean damn. Listen. Might be aggressive. I said it's aggressive. But yeah, I think it's I think it's doable. Yeah, I think I mean, it's doable. Shit. Well, think about it, man. You've got you've got hardly any opt outs at this point announced, right? Announced opt outs. There ain't really been any, right? I think it could very well go this way. Carson Beck still got a lot to prove. These guys, that the SEC title game was their far, first loss in twenty nine law lo- in, in straight games. That's two seasons. These guys forgot what it felt like to lose, and I guarantee you, it hurt them too much. They're going to go put out and make a statement. Not only, not only do your starters play, but your backups are still here too. Comma, how excuse me, however, comma. What depth does Florida State have? You got to give your running back. You're gonna have walk-on running backs. You've got some receivers. I just don't know if it's enough. I think you're you 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 keep the D line fresh, right? Damn. Keep the D line fresh. I'm telling you, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Will it happen? Who knows? No, you're right. You're right. But I'm you're going. Right. I'm knows, going forty-two. To, I'm going forty-two to ten. I mean, forty-two to nothing. Excuse me. I saw the Jesus. ten from Matthew in the comments. The 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 spread, dude. The spread went from fourteen to nineteen. Already. What? Yeah. Oh, we finna beat the shit out of these boys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To quote the, to excuse me, to quote the, the great Josh Pate, it might be a Sarah McLaughlin special. I think it will be, actually. <laughs> Just... In the arms of an angel. Now, Florida State quarterback finna look like Helen Keller out there and that shit. Well then, now I mean, listen, if, if they if they score points, cool. But I, I just think it's gonna be extremely hard to come by for them to score points. I think so too. Because you listen, special teams is gonna matter too. Okay, special teams will matter too, right? I think we agree with this. But I think with the DBs, the surefire, I think the, I think they sure up the tackling. All these guys, listen, you've had basically a month to get healthy. George is healthy now, too. Yeah. Or as healthy as they should be. That There's no reason not to be. You should absolutely just skull drag Florida State. Yeah, it's about to be a full-on bite-the-curb special. American History X style. I see what you're doing there. Oh man, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Slow down, baby. Wrong team. We're we're just playing the Orange Bowl, Michigan. Calm down, Stallions. No, in all seriousness, that actually, now that I think about it, that might actually be what Florida State and Norvell says Saturday. Slow down. Just don't. Not too fast. (laughs) I'm telling you. Georgia's going to be able to – I think Georgia offensively will be rolling, rolling. And even – dude, even if Gunnar Stockton goes in, genuinely think it won't matter. Yeah, I think they're still aggressive. I think we're still going to be aggressive with Gunner in there. Like, dude, Gunner's got that gunslinger mentality anyway. You might throw a pick. Like, I expect a pick if he comes in. It's just if you let him, if you let him operate the offense, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If he doesn't, and he's still slinging that bitch, okay. I'll take you. Take you. You take your lungs. Yeah, shit done got real nasty at that point. I mean, hell, dude. we, I, I said 42 to nothing. Why would it not surprise me if Georgia's up like 28 or 31 or 35 to nothing at the half and they just ride it out? Could that is that a possibility? I, I mean, yeah, I think it would be the wrong thing to do. I think running the scoreboard all the way up, and that's another thing. I don't, I don't think we had enough to talk about. Next year, you're going to see Georgia try to run the, run it up on every single team that they play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think this this respectable Kirby, I think all of that shit died with us missing the playoffs. I think it may have well, too. Um, didn't really want to think about it like that, but I think you do have a point. Um, I, and I think, I think it could be on part of the fact that we got snubbed out. Yeah. But, but – if my question is this, if Georgia goes in and say this year, if Georgia goes in and beats everybody by four scores and then loses by three, are we looking at it any different? Or do we still fall one to six? Because I think that question could answer the the aggression. Bro, I'm gonna tell you, us falling, I'm sorry, us falling from one to six off of losing by three points in an, in a conference championship game. That's the craziest shit I ever heard. Oh, no, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. And, I mean, ultimately, we ended up losing. So our, our you know, we we did not we're not able to control our destiny at that point. But yeah. but um now that that happens, I do feel uh Florida State's about to catch the wrath. 100%. Um I don't think it's going to be pretty. So, uh, if you're a Florida State fan and you're listening to this, just understand it's business. Yeah, it's nothing personal. Well, I don't think he necessarily cares for Norvell, but that's maybe just me. Probably because he's trying to take all these guys from you know South Georgia. But yeah. it is what it is. I don't think it's true, truly personal. I think it's business. Um but no, I think after the, I think after this statement, watch Georgia be in the top four. Uh, moving into next season, I, I don't I don't see a situation where Georgia is not in the top four. Moving in, into either. the twenty twenty four season, um, if you leave no doubt about this game, regardless of the opt out situation, make leave no doubt 
Right, we heard that all season. I think that's the motto you need to live by Saturday. Leave no doubt. Um, just just take the will out of the game for them and just see what yep. happens. Keon, other than that, man, I think we are good for the night. Um, thinking here. We might – well, yeah. We'll yep. probably talk more offline to see what's going on. But I think, if anything, this might be the last show of 2023. We'll see. What a crazy okay. year. What a crazy year. What a crazy year didn't end the way we expected it or the way that we hoped. But I do want to take the time to say thank you to all of the juniors and seniors that are about to go into the NFL draft. Um, I just want to let you know that I truly appreciate everything that you've done here. And DGD for life, man. Yeah, no doubt. I think I think that's on behalf of everybody here. Um we appreciate what you're doing for the program. For the program? For the program. Yeah, that's Pakel would say, Mr. Pakel. For the program. Um, you know, going out, I think they have a chance to be the most victorious seniors in this class ever, I believe. If yeah. they win this game, I believe. Um, yeah, I think they would actually beat the twenty one or I think, yeah, I want to say that's it. So I think there is something for the seniors to play. The senior class would be the most victorious senior class if they win Saturday. So I think there's something to play for there too. Yeah, it could be worse than 42 nothing, buddy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we dude, could we see a 65-7? I think this will be the last question of the night. Could we see a 65-7? Yes. <sighs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh damn! I hope Florida State ain't ready. Florida State better be ready for that because if that happens, oh boy, oh boy, that I don't think they're gonna be on Twitter or social media too much. But I will. <laughs> See what you did there, guys. With that being said, we're gonna end the show tonight. Um, hope everybody had a happy holidays. You know, maybe you, don't, you know most of us do Christmas here, but maybe not everybody. So just in case you did a different holiday. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope everybody had a good holiday. Happy Christmas. holidays. Um, looking forward to the new year, even though I don't think we're going to get to see the same kind of new year experience that we did last year, like you said. Yep. Still think, you know, for what it's worth, I think we're going to have a good good uh, 30th leading into the new year, right? Start off on the right track, I think. And then, you know, moving forward, looking into that right there. Also, keep in mind, January 3rd, Starting January 3rd, showtime at 9.30. Um, so doing a little bit different there, starting at 9.30 uh, come the new year. So keep in mind on that if you're listening. if you're Well, if you're listening, it ain't going to matter too much. If you're watching, you tune in live most definitely. Um, but other than that, Keon, any final words before we send everybody off into the new year? Yet again, I'd just like to take the time to thank the players and coaches uh, yet again, even though this season didn't end the way that we wanted it to, um, all of your hard work, all of your sacrifice, all of your dedication, it did not go unnoticed. We love and appreciate y'all. And from today to the end of time, it's always go dogs to the players that get drafted and that are or that are going off to get to get drafted. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Um, I hope some of y'all end up on my New York Giants because we need you. Um, go dogs, 
DGD for life. I've got one more thing. I'm gonna end this on the on the note here. Um, I'd like to take this uh, take take this second to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody because we're about to skull fuck Florida State. Have a great night. Go dogs. We'll see y'all next year. Dogs on top.